Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA Podcast on wearecavan.com. It's uh, a dark and early Monday morning. Um, we're here in the pod, just fresh from a weekend of, of championship action, both semi-finals and finals in the junior um, College Craft Bakery Junior Championship and the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship. I suppose, Paul, firstly, thanks for coming in, bright and early. It's uh, it's feeling more like winter now. It is feeling more like winter, but at least it's not that cold, it's just dark. That's true, that's very true. So it's us in a, in a nice heated studio here. <laughs> it's as like you a sauna, yeah. It's it's a wee incubator at the minute. All right. The um, I suppose we'll, we'll be going through the two the two senior semi-finals a little bit later on, and we'll be pre- previewing or sorry reviewing the junior championship final, which was an absolute cracker. Um, firstly, I just want to say congratulations to Arva Kilishandra ladies who won the intermediate. Uh, their, their intermediate quarter final in Ulster to beat Drummond T from Armagh and it was 3.15 to 3.8 that's a really good result that's the home club of, of the Cavan ladies manager too isn't it he's Drummond T he's yeah, right yeah he's so, right yeah, so there's a wee bit of a wee bit of a, a link to it but well done to them they, they'll go into the semi-final I think in two weeks time so wish them the best of luck in that one um, we will be bringing you a Patreon podcast later on in the week I'm going to step out of the hot seat for that one and let Paul come over and uh, and take control of it with Michael Hannon. It's going to be previewing the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship final um, where Mullahorn are taking on Coo Hollins. But Paul and Mickey got interviews with the Mullahorn and the Coo Hollins camps last night. So it'll be it'll be jam packed with interviews from the uh, from the management and the captains of both sides. So and Mickey Hannon was at both semi-finals, so he'll bring a. a uh, forensic approach to it. Yeah, it's a six-hour podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's on kicker strategies alone. That's it. That's it. So that'll be that'll be on Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan later on in the week. And thanks to everybody who has subscribed. It's been a it's been a, a roaring success for us. So we really appreciate that. Move on to the business at hand. After a seven-all draw the previous week, most people were saying, you know, disappointing. Neither team put the best foot forward. But this week, Drumlane and Killing Care, in fairness to them, both played very, very well and a really good, entertaining game of football. Killing Care were going in, not in the bookies, but everywhere else, people seem to think that Killing Care were favourites. But Drumlane, credit to them, the better team on the day. Yeah, well, I wasn't at the game, better hold my hands up straight off, but uh, I was listening to your commentary and I was following on Twitter at the same time. And when it went 12 9, I went down and got a cup of tea and came back up. And checked it out about maybe eight or nine minutes later, and Jermaine had scored one two. And I don't think um, Killing Care had ever reco- ever really recovered from the concession of the goal. They got back, you know. Killing Care just seemed to never seemed to put enough daylight between them. Going by your commentary, Damien, mm-hmm. there was a strong wind with Killing Care in the first half. Sounded like they needed to to have a good few points to spare at going in at half time. Yeah, look at looking at me notes. The um Killing Care playing with the wind in the first half though they only missed four the only like the two frees that they missed went wide and they had um, two from open play 
but yeah, it felt like they had a lot more possession. They they, they seemed to be controlling the ball, but Drumlane were turning them over in their in their own defence and then going back up the other end of the field. Now Drumlane then being turned over, there was a lot of turnovers in the first half, but um Killing Care Killing Care, look, it will be disappointed with conceding the goal. A really good tackle by Fergal Brady on on the goalkeeper Sean McGovern as he was trying to come out. Just dislodged the ball, came to the ground, and he and he stuck it in the back of the net. And that was a that was a hammer blow for Killing Care just going in at half time, and a real lift for Drumlane. Instead of being four points down, they went in one point down. Yeah, look, goals are always crucial in finals. We, we've been saying it kind of on the podcast for a while that that and I don't want to focus on killing care because it's from Lane's day and they really deserve it but we've been saying on the podcast for a while that there was a concern there about killing care on when the day of inevitably comes that they're not going to get goals because you're going to get a day like that and teams feed off goals and you get in the habit of getting goals and your whole game plan is based around it it's like a handball match if you're if you're an all out aggressive player and you go for a lot of kills some days the kills won't come off and that, that's the day that you have to find another way to win and it's amazing that Killing Care have played, you know, twenty three, twenty four matches this year, and the only two matches where they haven't got a goal was the, was the two finals. Well, they they, they didn't score against Kilachandra in the league. They didn't get a goal that day, and they were beaten. Oh, they were beaten. Well, yeah. there you go. That even reinforces it. So, yeah, I mean, you made you made a great uh, comment the last day. You were saying that the speed and space is a lethal combination. But you know, when a team has a lot of speed, maybe. If you can deprive them of space, you're really cutting off the oxygen. I think Jermaine managed to do that. Definitely the first day when I was at it, it felt like it was, it was so claustrophobic up there. Mm. There was just no space. Jermaine worked extremely hard. You could even tell by your commentary yesterday. And talking to people in the Kilmore last night, we were in there for the intermediate press night. Some people were lingering around. I've been at the game. And they said that Jermaine worked so hard. They got so many blocks in and, and turnovers, dispossessions. And it wasn't, it wasn't as if Jermaine said, OK, we're going to... Retreat right back to the forty-five and uh, or, or or play a blanket defence. It was pressure. It was it was all over the field pressure, and that was that was what was really interesting for me watching it. That you know, I I think I think the stage was set within the first couple of minutes when Daniel Sweeney, young lad to come in for Kevin McCabe, was met with an unmerciful shoulder by Ryan Conley. I mean, proper, hard, fair, no door to it. The best shoulder I've seen probably in a long, long time. And Sweeney's strong, Ryan Conley's strong. Then Ryan Conley gave away a little a free just a, like a second later. But it, it set the tempo. We're going after this, and Ryan Conley is going to lead the charges here, going tackling. Now, what I really liked about it, I have to say, was you know he set the tempo. He 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 brought the energy of the Drumlane boys up with those two hits, and then he went over because Young Sweeney was kind of down on his hunkers. He was winded from it. He went over and not in a you see lads coming over and and taunting. He came over and just kind of pat him back. You okay, lad? You know, just a nice a nice gesture, a good sportsman's gesture gesture by uh, by Ryan Conley. But he 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 went out to make a mark on it to say, well, I'm going to show, I'm going to warp my way into this game. And at that stage, when you're talking about that, it was one six to twelve points. It was actually five points from Ryan Connolly that put them two points up. There was four frees and one from open play. One was a sideline outside of the right boot on the far side of the field. And uh, two frees were very difficult ones off the ground to the left-hand side. Like, Ryan Connolly, in fairness to him, stepped up massively. Like we said last week how he didn't play to his potential. He came out of his shell this week and, and 
just kept on going. Now, from open play, he was in a battle. Him and Liam McCabe were, were, you know, they never left each other's side. Liam went up the field once or twice. Conley tracked back. He worked hard on him. And then when Conley got the ball, Liam was always there on top of him. It was a really intriguing battle. But why, battle, what I loved about it was Conley didn't quit from it. He just kept on going at it. He just, it, it was like a man possessing. I don't care what happens here. This is my day. I'm going to keep going until it happens. And I love to see that. In fairness to him, I thought it was a really, really good test of character for him. Yeah, well, um, I was having a chat with, with Shane Corrigan during the week, and it was almost like I felt like a counselor. I, felt, I had the pair come up. <laughs> he was like, "We missed the boat." If you know Corrigan, he's droll, and he was like, "We missed the boat. We left it behind us." I was like, "Come on, come on, <laughs> lift the head." And uh, in, in all seriousness, we were saying like. He was saying, can you see a way for Jermaine to win it? And I said, the only way I can see that they're going to win it is if Ryan Connolly um, really, really is the X factor on the day and, and takes his chances and kicks some of these outrageous scores he's capable of, of kicking. And it sounded like that's that's really what happened. Like Connolly stepped up, took the game by the scruff of the neck and, and showed his talent. Like, you know, when you're picking out players who might make it at county level, like, we, we, we're always listing players that might be word of luck and things like that, but... The hardest thing to to identify in a player, and the easiest thing to the hardest thing to describe, and the easiest thing to identify is that X factor. That just that's something that a good county player has that a club player doesn't have. And a club player might might get the better of them in a club match, or whatever. But there, there's something about a player at county level, and Ryan Connolly has it. Even though like he he flopped really the first day, to be to be fair, but. He has it, and he showed it again. Like, like by all accounts, he kicked an outrageous point from play, and he kicked the sideline ball as well. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, that's it. That's that's the kind of what he has in his locker. Like, and by by all accounts, also Emma Fitzsimons had a mighty game. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I'd, I'd, I feel very sorry. I feel very sorry for Emma Fitzsimons for similarities. What it reminds me of was Peter Canavan in '95 against Dublin. It was that sort of a performance. He finished with. He finished with nine points, four, four of them freeze, five from open play. You know, and like they were of the highest order. A lot of them, you know, winning ball under pressure, turning left foot, turning right foot, scoring off both feet. I think he got two on the left and two on the right, or three on the right from open play. He he really really took the game to, um, to Drumlane, and it was it was negated by the fact that he was in closer to goal he was able to stay up closer to goal um as a result of the you know killing care having 15 men on the field so it was it was a disappointing day for Emmett for from a results point of view but from a performance it was one that county have to be looking at like that's a ball winner he was like you were up at the game in Kingscourt he was like Carl Duke except he scored in those areas, yeah. like that winning ball, his ball winning was every bit as good as Carl Duke, and and under as much pressure. But it was a, a really, really good performance, and some of the ball in was excellent to him as well. But it was interesting within the game because we spoke about last week Ryan Connolly being uh, nullified by Liam McCabe, Peter McCabe being nullified by Donald Monaghan, and Paddy Bates, the Killing Care manager, brought. Peter McCabe out the centre half forward as as the game was starting the ball was about to be thrown in Peter was in the full forward line and Donald Monaghan was marking him and Kieran Sexton was out at centre half forward um, not sure who he was being picked up by but basically Paddy Bates then 
came walking in front of the dugout where we were and shouted, now, Peter, Peter, now, now, now. So it was, out you come. And he came out to the centre half hour. And I remember thinking at the time, that's actually a good move because you need to get Peter into the game. And if Peter McCabe gets into the game, Killing Care will do better. And there's more space out there. You know, when you're in the full back line, you've, you've got the boundaries of the end line and the sideline to protect you, you know, to a certain point that he can't run there. He can't run that direction because that's a line. But you go out to the middle of the field, you can run any direction. And I was thinking to myself, that's, a, that's actually a good move there. That's going to work. But I forgot about the fact that Donald Monaghan then is going to get involved in the play. And my God, did he get involved in the play? Like he scored one-one. Peter McCabe didn't score. Like that—that that worked out perfectly for Drumlane. Yet I can understand why Killingcare done it. Yeah, it sounds like the Christy McCabe, Jamer Connolly battle in, in All Ireland club semi-final a couple of years ago, where the defender outscored the forward. Yeah, and it was such an eagerly awaited battle. Yeah, like it's easy saying in hindsight. At the time, it probably did look like a good move. In hindsight, given given Donald Monaghan's quality, they were probably as well to pin him back because. I think that contributed to Jermaine only scoring seven points the first day. That the fact that Donald was back, minding McCabe, um, maybe maybe he felt he had McCabe's measure and he could go forward a bit more anyway. Yeah. But uh, look, was, a, a big talking point, Damien, is how big of a setback this is for Killing Care. Like it's a, it's a big setback for them, without a doubt. They've now had four cracks at it in finals. They've drawn two finals and and, and lost two finals and could have won all four games. Uh, which yeah. is which is look. It's, it, I it, hope to stick at it. That was my point. It is a big setback, but it, it's nothing that these boys won't won't take in their look, they're not say taking their stride, but they'll do what they'll do what them lads do. They'll keep coming back. You know, they're not going to they're, they're not gonna quit. They love their football up there, they're gonna come back and come back stronger again. Like they're they have a league final against Drumlane to look forward to, which, you know, that'll the fireworks be fireworks and all. That will look at I I have to say and actually we'll we'll play the audio um, but I caught up with, with Fintan O'Reilly straight after the game and, and, and here's what he had to say Joined by Fintan O'Reilly after a, a wonderful victory here well deserved victory I suppose first half real close battle the goal was crucial yeah the goal was crucial uh, probably was a bit of fortuitous goal so it was but they all count probably with the wind it was a big factor it was a big score in the game as it turned out it was a massive score in the game so it was but it, uh, it's a credit to the these boys here in Drumlane and it's a credit to Killing Care as well who after some people say it might not mean the purest of football but they were in two intriguing battles so the one that went right down to the wire yeah it was an absolute the quality was, was undoubtable some of the scores by both sides Donald Monaghan's point in the first half stands out you know along with a lot of others yeah yeah it does I like to be fair Drumlane boys have been doing that all year but Emmett Fitzsimons kicked a couple of unbelievable scores for Killing Care too and like, it, it takes two teams to make a final and to be fair on the two games that went on here both teams is great credit and what Paddy Bates said coming into it the two best teams were in the final and they produced that when they were here without a doubt looking at the, the, the game in the Melton pot Ryan Connolly stepping up from three points down to put just two points in front that was huge yeah that was huge Yeah, to be fair on Ryan Connolly there's a lot of people have doubted him a lot of people doubt he was carrying an injury for the past couple of weeks but he stood up to the plate today when the game needed to be took by the scruff of the neck he took it by the scruff of the neck but it's 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 a whole team effort and community effort here in Drumlane and I'm just delighted for them all yeah I suppose you, you're used to these victories nearly at this point but you're, you're, you'll enjoy them nonetheless I will I will enjoy it yeah and I think these boys d- deserve to enjoy it so they do uh, 
it was 19 years since the last one of championship so it was well deserved and just commiserations to killing care but they'll be back they're a good team and they'll be back yeah just looking forward and I know it's it's a very short turnaround Ulster next Saturday against Monaghan have you you obviously haven't thought about it really no no we didn't think about it but, but we'll enjoy these couple of days and we'll get back we'll get back at it Wednesday so we will or, or Tuesday night or Wednesday night and we, we'll have to go and we'll go and represent Cavan in the best way possible so we will well done Fenton congratulations yeah a very in fairness a very humble Fenton Riley he um he, he he paid Killing Care a great compliment there. Like he 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 showed them a huge amount of respect throughout. You know, in the way that he set up Drumlane, in the matchups, in in all of that, the preparation for the game, and then in victory, literally that was that was about two minutes after the final whistle, and in victory, then he he, he still showed the compliment. I thought that was a really nice touch by Finton. Ah, yeah, look, he's a, he's a great football man, um, and that's a great feather in his cap as a manager too, because. Mm. Um, He's won it with Temple Port now. He's won it with Drumlane, and I think the future is very bright for Drumlane because they've a lot of good young lads coming up, and they're competing at Division One level on their own in some underage grades, where an awful lot of much bigger clubs would be seen as much bigger clubs aren't able to do that. So I think um, Drumlane are coming. You take the likes of we'll say Darren McGoran coming in, like you're talking about starting county county minors. He's got another. It actually will be it'll be twenty twenty before he's right. Yeah, but by the time he gets in, there's five five of. The Drumlane lads involved with Cavan on the 16s this year. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Like, yeah. you know, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm delighted for for the experienced Drumlane lads, the likes of Patch Corrigan, John O'Dowd, Dane O'Dowd. Those boys deserve it. Yeah, it's serious servants, particularly the two O'Dowds. Like, there there isn't better club men in the county, and they yeah. deserve it. Like, and nobody would in the county would begrudge it to them. And l- listen to your commentary um, at the end of the game. Uh, you you were you described Dane made a catch and drove through and, and stuck over a point and I was just thinking it's sweet sweet for for those lads like yeah. they've stuck at it through yeah. thick and thin and down the road from Dublin every week for training I'd say it all feels worthwhile now and Dane Dane played through injury throughout that championship you know like he 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 put his body on the line for it you know I I, I thought that at that moment in time when when Drumlane were clearly going to win it at that stage it was it was nice. That that Dane got the point, got onto the scoreboard because for all of his endeavour for Drumlane over the last, he's probably playing 10, 10, 11 years maybe, he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. And and you know and and his brother John at fullback, you know, now it was actually interesting enough though that John didn't pick up Emmett for Simons. It, it was it, it was a strange enough move, and yet we we pointed out last week that it wasn't going to happen because mm. Finton said it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which was which was cute, but again, it was um, it, it was strange that it never materialised. When when Emmett for Simons, we were asked as 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 normal to pick the man of the match and and you know one of a few votes. But I was ticking down you know incidents in the game that that gave somebody a a, a mark, you know, and probably ten minutes into the second half. All of the marks were for Emmett Fitzsimons. He was he was on fire, you know. And, and I was kind of saying at that stage, I said to somebody beside me that, well, if Trumlane win this game by a point, Emmett Fitzsimons is still the best player in the field. He has to get man of the match. Yeah. And then, literally, like a light switch, Ryan Connolly stepped up with those five points, and like he was playing well, Ryan, but not not at Emmett's level. And then he stepped up and and just closed out the game for. 
Fordrum Lane. So that's why he. I think he got the man of the match in the end, and he got my vote. I have to say, but um, it was it was it was a strange enough move that we didn't see John O'Dowd going on to Emmett. Yeah, yeah. I suppose in the modern game you mightn't see it as much as as you would have at one stage. You mightn't put your best member of your full back line on the best member of the other teams. Uh, mm. Full forward line or whatever, but uh, look, we wrap it up. A uh, special word for Shane Corrigan. He's going to have a hangover today, but it's the beauty of the club, the club scene in the GA. Like he's he's a fatalistic type of lad when it comes to football all the time, talking down his team's chances over the years. And um, I've seen him several times, Tremaine losing big games, and he'd be down in the dumps about it. But he t- I got a text from him at about five o'clock this morning, and he was like, "I love these lads." Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of these lads, we we did catch up with the Tremaine captain, as I said, literally moments after the uh, the final whistle, and you can you can hear the excitement in Key and Monaghan's voice. Joined by Drumlane Captain Key and Monaghan I suppose just joy at the minute is all the feeling is Oh that's it sure it's fucking great sorry about the bad language but it is great yeah to get up finally we went down last year and the one thing we set out to do this year was get to a final and see what happened from there and we're lucky enough the second round, time round we got through and we're up to intermediate next year Yeah looking at the quality of the game there was a lot of detractors about last week's game I suppose even playing on it it was a difficult one both teams came out and played a wonderful wonderful attacking style Yeah well that was it last week I'd say Killing Care and ourselves included we were nervous and you could see even in the dressing room was totally different this week the second bite at the cherry for both teams it's always more relaxed and the football seemed to flow a bit better wind maybe made a big factor in whoever played to win we got a goal in the first half which stood to us and we had that to go off in the second half so yeah going in at half time just a point down what was it like in the dressing room uh, we just take every half as it comes to be honest second half is a whole new half start from the beginning and work, work to win each half you have to be delighted though with the second half performance because five points from Ryan Connolly but there were freeze there was a lot of work within the team to get those five points that was it last week we said we didn't run at them enough and we were kind of lazy in the build up this week we said we are going to hit them with everything we had and boys did that draw the freeze and Ryan's there as always to pop them over yeah, well, congratulations go on and pick the Sean Lady Cup up now well Thanks done very much. Yeah, so look, well done to Drum Lane. They now face Emmy Vale in the preliminary round of the Ulster Championship. That's next Saturday at two thirty in Ballyconnell. I'm being told um, a six-day turnaround. It's tough. Fitted spoke about it a little bit in there in the in the interview. That you know, look at we'll go celebrate, enjoy a couple of days, and then get back to training and give it a good lash. Like I've been harping this one all year that the Cavan junior champions are going to be strong in Ulster. Now, they're coming up against Emmy Vale, which are, which are realistically our favourites for Ulster. Them or the Tyrone champions will, will be the favourites. I think between Monaghan and Tyrone, they've won all of the Ulster junior championships since it, 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 since it began properly. Jesus, so that. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, you're, you're coming up against a very strong team. And Emmy Vale have had two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. And the other thing is, Emmy Vale have won that championship a few times. They're a yo-yo team. Yeah. Whereas Jermaine, this is the first time winning in 19 years. That's it. On, it, the, on the other side of it, you get a, you get a home draw. But you can imagine if Jermaine can get, get past Emmy Vale, they'll be very hard stopped. Yeah. Very, very hard. They'll probably be favourites, actually. But I think Emmy Vale's going to be tough. But you wouldn't put that in past them at the minute. No, definitely not. Like It'll be interesting. So look at get down to, to Ballyconnell and try and support the, the Cavan champions at this stage. Well it's done hard, it's hard to win, win in your Ulster game when, when you've got a breakthrough win. Like I sp- actually was chatting to Gavin Shane from Kingsford during the week and he mentioned 2010 and, and how um, Kingsford had Nave Connell from Donegal in Kingsford in an Ulster club match. And he reckoned it was the highlight of his career, like the atmosphere and the crowd and playing an Ulster club match on his home pitch. But he said, look... If we hadn't have party this hard, we'd have won it. 
but it, they hadn't won a championship in 17 years and yeah. they, they weren't going to let it go past without enjoying it but it, so it is tricky but the best of luck to them best of luck indeed yeah moving on Kieran Callahan Electrical shine a light on your future check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 3011 Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, we'll, we'll get into the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship semi-finals. First of which we were up in Kingscourt. I suppose first and foremost... Kingscourt is a venue. What did you think? Ah, top drawer. Absolutely. Like it's class. It's just class. Even I hadn't covered a game at Kingscourt in a, in a good while, and I was at the quarter final at Intermediate, the drawn game between Bailyborough and Lara, and I was up on the terrace on my own. I was actually commentating on it. It was a Friday night. It was nice and warm. I had the headphones on. I just thought this is lovely. Stand up here, unbelievable view from the terrace up um, underneath that big oak tree, but. Yesterday I parked up at the handball alleys and came in and I looked there and I, ended up, I stopped and ended up taking pictures on my phone because it was absolutely class. It's just an amphitheatre. Yeah, yeah, it, re- it really is. Now, yesterday the official attendance was 1,500 and, and something and on Saturday it was 1,700 roughly. But 17 or 18, uh, Kieran Callan told me on Saturday. Right. Well, I, I have like to say, more Saturday, I thought Saturday was, was, you know, at least 1,000 more. Yeah. But I, look, I haven't a clue. I'm, I'm terrible at, at, at estimating. But all I could take from a visual point of view was looking over from where we were onto the terrace on the far side. On Saturday night, it looked three quarters full and a huge amount of people had spilled over onto the grass verge on the right-hand side as we look at it. That Whereas yesterday evening, it looked scattered over that far side. Now, the covered stand looked fuller on Sunday night. Maybe that was because of the rain dictating that. But... I just thought that it was. Uh, I, it looked a far bigger crowd, but if they say it was it, did, uh, it, it looked it to me too. Yeah, to be to be fair, but I think that's paying punters. Um, okay. So, so kids and that. Okay, so you, you could probably add another, definitely another five hundred on with kids and right. teenagers, right. even fourteen, fifteen year olds that that would be getting in free or close enough right. to it. So. You know, maybe there was a lot more youngsters there on Saturday evening. They did definitely looked fuller, but great venue. Hats Absolutely. off to Kingscourt. They're like something else. I spoke with a couple of players and we had a, a comment on the, the Patreon podcast on Instagram. Somebody asking or saying about the bringing county semifinals to, to a bog of a pitch. I spoke to a lot of the players after the two games. The pitch was in unbelievable nick. It was brilliant. Great bounce of a ball. Lovely thick coat of grass. Couldn't have been in better condition. Ah oh, well, there you go. There you go. Like it looked perfect. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a bit of a ridiculous comment, to be honest. Yeah, well, it just I, I think it was it was wishy washy anyway. When you when you look at it, then and the players were talking about how good the the surface was, then it puts that out the window onto the game. Gauna against Crushlaw. Crushlaw come out all guns blazing, playing at hundred and ten mile an hour, and looked like 
they're going to just blow Gown away here. There, there's no catching them. Did did Gown get a grip of them, or did Crush Law slow down in the pace? You know, just through impossible to keep going at that tempo. Probably a bit of both. Uh, we, we can't keep going back and playing our audio because we, we sound like wankers. But <laughs> it was. We, we, I think we do that anyway. <laughs> we did say, or I I did say, patting the back for myself that that. The concern I had about Crush Law was would they be able to put it together for the full hour because they've been playing in bursts and in bursts they've been brilliant. Like, for example, the first 20 minutes against Balanya when it went 110 to two points up or, um, you know, 10 or 12 minutes in the second half against Rammer where they won 1-4 to a point or whatever. And they did it again, again on Saturday. Like, they started, they just looked like they were on a different level to Garner. Five points, no score up. Really hurt Garner, but... I made the point to you, Garner got a free, um, it was 6-2, and Ocean Pearson got a chance, was fouled, Robbie Fitzpatrick tapped it over, and I made the point to you, it's 6-3, and, and yet Garner have been, you know, pretty much trounced there in the first 20 minutes, yeah. and th- that was always going to be good for Garner, that, that they could weather the storm, and uh, I, you have to say, I have to say I thought Garner were the better team in the second half, the game was kind of played more in their terms, and Crushlaw got very jittery, they, they just looked like an inexperienced team at that level. Um, and, and scores got very hard to come by. Like yeah. McVitie got a great point at one stage to to make it eleven nine, I think it was. But yeah. scores were scored were, like that was like one of these big inspirational points. But still only a point. They, they had to they kind of had to chisel scores out of out of granite at one stage. Or just the game sort of seemed to suit them at that stage. And Keen Madden again, we're talking about the X factor. The lad has it, Unbe- and in abundance. Yeah, like. He was having a poor game. Let's be honest about it. He was having a poor game. He was. I thought it was interesting going back to the very start. Darren McVitie being tailed to you know to tagged go and take Key and Madden. What a compliment for Key and Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 like for anyone that doesn't realise that, um, Crush Law decided they're going to take Darren McVitie, the county captain and county scoring forward, and put him back centre half to mark a lad straight out of minor football. Yeah. Like that is an unbelievable feather in his cap, and it spooked Keane. Like for fifteen minutes, he was anonymous. And well, he tried. Oh, he, he tried. tried he but tried. McVitie beat him to ball. He did. Yeah, he did. But he got away from his touches. The mo- there was a, mo- a change made, and uh, he was picked up then by John Cook. I think it was. And within a minute of that change we made, he got the ball the right wing, and he just said, "You could see him like such a class act." He said to himself, "I have to do something here now. I'm away from McFeely." He just beat his man down the right wing and slotted over and made it look easy. Class, absolute class. Then take him on into the second half, and he's he's got a free forty meters out down to the left hand side, left hand side of the goal, right footed kicker, sticks it wide. Another one comes up, similar position. Connor Madden comes over. Keane says, "No, I'm taking this." Sticks it wide, yeah, and you're I going. Oh hit the upright, God, one of them, hit yeah. the upright, yeah. and you're thinking, "Oh God, it's just not going to go from." It's one of those days. He kept on plugging. He just kept on going. It, it was almost like he was more determined now that I, I have to get on. Gets a ball out on the left wing, cuts on in into the inside, forty yards, right foot, sails it over the bar. Confidence comes up, and then when the cru- crucial moment comes, who goes looking for the ball? As he done up in the athletic grounds for Cavan Miners, as he done over in Leitrim for Cavan Miners to get them into a semi final, he just he thrives on the pressure. I think. Yeah. You talk about the X factor. He is something that I don't think too many players have. The the bigger the occasion, the more pressure that's on him, the better he is. And yeah. that's why I think him going into a county senior panel now and throw him in, play him against Dublin. See what he's going to do because even if it doesn't go well, 
the one thing you can be sure of him, he will continue to try. He'll go, well, this is what I have to do, and go another gear and another gear. He seems to find new levels, and that equalising point, right boot, right side of the goal, tight angle, phenomenal. You so, know how many players would have taken it on? I all I can see that's missing in his game at the minute, not even in his game is. It just in himself, he just probably needs to bulk up a bit for senior intercounty level. Yeah. But otherwise, he, he seems to be the complete package to me. He needs to probably get stronger and faster to play at that level. But he will. He will. Yeah, he will. yeah. I'd, I'd say if you gave him the work, he'd eat it up. Like he just he yeah. he uses that sort of. You don't get to be that confident without putting in a huge amount of hours. You know, without without kicking that shot that he that he that he equalised the game. He's kicked that a thousand times. I'm sure of it because he puts in the hours and and I think it's. Uh, the, the difference with him is that he's he he has that inner belief, and that's something that is vital to go to the top level. You know, he he believes he can do it. And I thought I thought now, if there was a telling moment, and and there's been a few where I've been saying that since the down game um, in the athletic grounds at minor level, I've been saying okay, he's stepped up. You know, coming out after halftime, he was the one who grabbed Cavan, and in the Galway game over in Leitrim again, it was him, and. You know, they're, they're telling moments that you say, this is different. Usually, a lad might shy away or, or might find himself on the end of the ball, but he actively seeks it. And that's yeah. that's something that's really impressive. Yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah, look, so, something else. But I, I, I think that... Uh, I thought that if the game had gone on much longer, Garner probably would have won it. I just I, They just looked like... like they weren't panicking, even though they missed chances and stuff like that. But they weren't as panicky. There was a sense about Crushley. I don't know what it was that just felt like they were sort of. Well, they went fifteen minutes at the end of the game, scoring one one point. Yeah. and in that period, Gowna scored three. Sorry, scored five points in total. Yeah, there, oh, you, there yeah, you go. Four points. Sorry, there you go. Points. Now the, the goal. It was a poor goal that they conceded. Um, like they, they should have probably kept the goal out. It was a scramble, a high ball in for Conor Madden. I think it was Ryan McGarren got That's it through right. to it, put it yeah. in the roof of the net, but. It, it was sloppy, and that gave Garn a, a a big boost. I'd I'd be concerned that Crushaw didn't close the game out. Like, you know, what's going to change the next day? They're going to get more confident. We thought maybe that Killing Care would have had the nerves out of the system after the drawn game. It didn't really like, it didn't f- finish I think the job. They did. I think they well, uh, yeah. I think Killing Care had the nerves out of the system. They just didn't finish the job. They didn't just finished the job. Yeah. Well, they were just bet by a better team. Well, I don't, yeah. But I I I think I think with Crushaw, you know, I don't think. The nerves are 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 actually going to be an issue. I, I, I think they got nervy at the end of the game. Oh, clearly not at the start. Well, I, so I actually think I think part of it was that Gauna Gauna, who have the best defensive record in the championship, as in conceding goals, played the way they've been playing, which is retreat. You know, bring bring a few bodies back and and crowd up that area and then look for counter attack. And it seemed to suit Crushalaw, who were counter attacking quicker than Gauna could bring the bodies back, but. The last 15, 20 minutes, I think Gowna pressed up. I think they pushed high up the field. And because they had to, they were chasing the game. <sighs> and I think that that was the telling factor that where Crushlaw were finding it, the first 10 yards of, of a hard run, of an of a 80-meter sprint, is the hardest part to get away from. You know, you have to get up to that top speed. Once you're at the top speed, it's easier to stay there. But they couldn't get up. The first 10 yards were closed out on them. And I think that that made a huge difference. When Gowna pushed up on them, Crushlaw found it hard to get the gaps to get out. Gowna turned them over, got scores, and I think that that was, while it may have maybe was slightly nervy, I think it was more to do with Gowna pushing up than than the nerves personally. Yeah, no, you could be right. Like it's it's amazing. Gowna have only won one of their last five matches. 
Yeah. You know, you can look at that either way, but one thing it definitely says is they're a very, very hard team to beat. So they've now played uh, six six matches in, in the championship and they're only unbeaten. Won two. They've only won two, but they're unbeaten as well. They're a very hard team to beat and they're, they're a bit like Lavi, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and the, the other side of it, Crusher Law, the funny, the funny is they are missing... They are missing a big threat in the full forward line. I, most of the Barry scores, started well. Barry McCarran started well, he did. And and Paddy Lynch won an awful lot of ball. He won most of the ball that came with him. I thought he didn't get much change out of the referee. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was he was sort of looking for freeze as well, maybe a couple of times. But I thought it, it was a bit of a rude awakening because it was definitely a step up in intensity for him. But he won a lot of ball, but he didn't score anything. He set up a couple of right, but like I'd be if I was them, I'd I'd put McVitie in the full forward line. It would really keep going honest. He, he would take serious watching. And how much would you lose out the field? Because they have so many good runners like Dara out the field as it is. Yeah, but then, well, they need somebody to watch Kim Madden. Like when when McVitie wasn't on Kim Madden, he thrived. When he was, he, he tightened them up. Yeah. It's hard to know. I, I, I just think, I think, Peter I think that's where Crushla, that's where Crushla got stuck because if. The, you can only run the ball for so long. It has to be a bit of variation. And when they did kick the ball in, they, got, they didn't get many scores from kicking it into the full forward line. The half, the, the, the half, wing half forward Stephen Smith for me kicked a few crucial scores for for Crushalaw. I thought he was he was the forward that really led the charge. Now Barry McKernan that we mentioned earlier was playing very well. I don't think there's a full game in him because he, he, he was yeah. taken off having scored two points, and I thought it felt like it was early. Yeah, yeah, I thought that myself. Yeah, maybe they think there's there's not the full hour in him. But Stephen Smith's technical um, skill level is very, very high. Mm. Like he, he's completely comfortable on both feet, and yeah. that that's a big factor in a lot of his scores because if he gets the ball and he's got room to swing, he doesn't need to go around onto the big right foot or anything like that, like some players do. He's just he, he's got that basketball style bounce as well that can buy himself that little bit of space. And for a big fella, six foot two or three, he's a really Tidy kicking style, like he's a bit like Sean Johnson. The way he kicks the ball, he can in a yard of space, he can generate enough power and get it over. Yeah, and he did that. Like his confidence is up. I thought Pierre Smith linked up to play very well too. Um, Darren Gaffney coming into the forward line was a big plus. Oh yeah, I thought he he was excellent. I thought he was excellent. He, he showed really well. But again, like Casey, not not a not. How would you put it? He, he reminds me a bit of Carl Duke. He's not the most silken skilled player, but he can take on men and he can get around men, whatever way he does it. Um, he's effective. He's very effective. He's very I thought he did thought he did well. Like but they, they took some wrong options at the end. Again the Gaffney came in and, and took a couple of wrong options and I just thought it was a bit jittery. It's again, I can't call it the next day. Um I'll check the poll on Instagram. I know the voting was very tight. We asked people to vote on it, so go on yeah. ahead. Well, the, replay, the replay is fixed for Saturday afternoon. I think it's at two o'clock. Um, I'll just double check on it. I'm ninety percent sure it's two o'clock in. Um, it's definitely fixed for Coot Hill. Um, yeah, two o'clock in Coot Hill this this Saturday. So change of venue, um, and it'll be it'll be very interesting to see now what what the what the general public have thought of it. I know the voting was very very close earlier on. Well, we've had a uh, hundred and thirty seven <coughs> votes on the going to Castrahan game for start. 72 votes for Castran, 65. Sorry, do. Or Lavi Castran. 72 votes for Castran, 65 votes for Lavi. So that's tight. Crushla and, and Garna, 69 votes for Garna, 82 votes for Crushla. So okay. add them up. That's 151. That's an 82 69 split. Very, very tight. So yeah. That's, that's, people, people can't split them. 
Yeah, there's not going to be much between them, all right. But it'll um, briefly. Why did you think of the move not to start Conor Madden? Ah, I'd say fortune favours the brave. I'd say fair play to them for for sticking with it. It had worked well for them up to that, and uh, you know they were always going to be on a hiding to nothing if they didn't win the game. And Conor Madden didn't 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 just go well for Conor on the day when he came on, but. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be harsh on them for taking a risk. Like if if they had been maybe instead of being four points down, if they had been around level and bringing him on, but they were probably behind they had to bring him on a bit early and he didn't have the same impact. But yeah. It was a risk worth taking, I thought, because it worked so well against the Gales. And David Phillips he's probably just not fit yet to, to play a full like game. Like it. It's a miracle that he's fit to play at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he's just a hundred percent but Yeah. It just it was a few. It was a talking point by a few Gowness supporters coming out after the game. It was just curious. They were saying we're starting with two county men on the bench. You know, we need to start with our county men on the field. It yeah. was uh, well, different maybe takes. that attitude's a bit outdated. Like you know, these games are won. These games are won in the last twenty minutes. Maybe you need to finish with your strongest strongest team rather than start with it. Mm, I mean, so. it's it's if they had a, again like the Gales game. If they had won the game, it was a massive stroke. So I wouldn't blame them for taking that chance. Overall, as a spectacle, looking at the scores, 1-8 from Gauna, I think they missed, I have uh, 9 missed opportunities, sorry, 10 missed opportunities in the game for them, 1 coming from a free, 2 coming from frees actually, and an 8 from open play, but Crush Law on the other end, 6, 7, 11, 14 missed opportunities, there you and go. hitting 11 points. Yeah, there you go, like like 11 points is poor score, that Gauna defence is... is is solid though they are solid yeah. like they're, they don't cough up very much um, Crush it off done that in other games they've missed a lot of chances and they're, they're going to need to I really do think that they should put McVitie in closer to goal I, I generally think that I think he'd transform that he'd, he'd, he'd give them more of a focal point in there and they wouldn't have to run Ma- everything it might pin Mark McKeever back because he was brilliant oh, yeah. forward he played like a forward it was unbelievable oh, he, he scored, had, scored he had a, a brilliant, brilliant point the first score of the game and, and Jesus Gowan needed that score yeah yeah oh, big time like he he gave great leadership. I thought he thought he was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 look at two but when you when you're as classy a footballer, a natural footballer as McKeever, you can play anywhere. You can play him corner forward, and yeah. like he played corner forward and roasted Carl Lacey when he was a minor That's in the right. Championship. He's played every position. He's played midfield even for the county. He's played a half yeah. back. He's played a half forward. Now he's played full back. Yeah. Next thing being goals. That's it. He's gradually getting there. So he is. But um, yeah. So replay. We'll not get a, another podcast. So give us a call. Who do you think at this early stage? It's Monday morning, just after. <laughs> Half seven, so well, like I've crushed a back, as you know, for the championship. But I'd have to say, Garner, I think Garner soaked up everything crushed could throw at them there. I tipped crushed to win it the first day, but Garner just lay on the ropes and rope it up job, soaked up everything that that crushed t- took at them and came back at them, and they couldn't knock them out. I think Garner are going to take more confidence from it, whereas some doubts might start creep, creeping with crushed It'll be interesting to see. I think that this is actually going to be maybe one and lost along the line. Do Gauna go and press early on that they got the return from in the last 15 minutes? But that that pressing game is hard to do for a full hour. Um, or do they, and, and if they do, are Krushla ready for it? Have they adopted to the fact that, okay, when they press high, we, we found it hard to get the ball out. Let's work on that this week. You only get one session this week when the game's on Saturday. So it's going to be very, very hard to make wholesale changes. Do... I, I think you're right on on the fact that for Crush a lot of winner, I think they need a curveball. 
I think they need something different. They do, yeah, and, I think that. And and whether that's McVitie going into the full forward line or, or whatever it is. Well, maybe they can get more to James Smith. Maybe they need to play him mm. in closer to the goal more. Like, I thought he was quiet. Yeah. And, like, yeah. he's probably their best goal threat there. Um, if they could get more out of him, it would be a help. But it, I'd play him in closer. Like, I, think, I just have a feeling there's something missing in there. Because yeah. it seems like all their scores are nearly coming in running. the same manner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it, it, it's a running game. All I might have time. to ring McCarthy because I mean, twenty to one. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, at I, I, I know he'd love to hear from you, Paul. <laughs> you know, if there's anybody's advice, he, he, he he'd definitely take it's yours. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It, I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I can't split the teams on this week. I, I literally can't now. I. I I thought last week, I think I called Gauna. I think I said Gauna by a point. And I went crushed out by a point, so we even out. So overall, yeah. we, we picked the draw. We got it right yeah. <laughs> between us. But the, uh, I don't know. I, I, I actually think this could end up going into extra time. I think that there, there's going to be very, very little between them. Um, you could well be right there. I, I, I can't split the teams. I can't split them, I have to say. I. I if if I was calling a winner, I'd be I'd be I'd be lying. I'd be telling a barefaced lie that I don't I don't I don't see a, a winner a clear winner. I don't see one team better than the other here. So I'm I'm going to call extra time and and see how it falls at that point. You know, I can't do anything more than that. Um, moving on to the second semi final, Castlerahan going in massive favourites. Pretty much very few people giving Lavi a chance, but few people ba- people back the draw. Few people drop back to draw. Do you know anybody that back to draw? Bally Bear let me down. Bally Bear let me down. Yeah, yeah. An extra point there by Michael Hannon in the last few minutes would have done you good, all yeah. right, Butcher. Um, terror too. But credit to Lavi. Let's even take the first half uh, as as a block. Lavi, well, the better team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like raced into a five-two lead and. and Playing brilliant stuff, like absolutely playing mm. fantastic f- football, using the boot, kicking the ball into the full forward line, running the muck. In fairness, um, I was up behind the goals at one stage, and and Lavi got a point that was clearly wide. I thought it was shocking stuff by the umpire, or yeah, because even I know Paul Smith came in. I heard him saying to the umpire, like, "Come on, like Jesus Christ, that ball was that ball was uh, wide. It was well wide." And anyone who wants to see it, they can look at the. Facebook live video on the cell because I happened to be taking the video at the time but in the second half it even out because Kassaran uh, got a point I think that was well wide as well yeah yeah. Um, so maybe there's something about those posts but Lavi were were, were ser- seriously good early on absolutely serious and I think Chris Conroy's kicking was, was sublime now he missed a couple at the end but he still contributed well in a tight game with great kicks off the ground oh, like some of his first half dead ball kicking was was, was Top shelf, absolutely brilliant. You know, long way out now. Maybe a wee bit of a wind at the back of him, but one was from outside of forty-five. Anyway, you know, he 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 was striking the ball beautifully. Um, I thought Shane Tierney Carlju combination was was excellent inside. Carlju's ball winning is so so good. You yeah. know, if it's anywhere within the vicinity of his fingertips, he's going to hold on to it. And then Shane Tierney, who who has that little. I, I don't know if you call it like a jig. You know, when he gets a ball and he squares up and he's facing the defender and the defender's on his toes waiting, what's he going to do? And it's it's almost just like a Larry Riley. Do you remember the way Larry used to like move the whole body? Yeah. Shane does that. And, and defenders go, where's he going to go? He, he's that quick on the first yard. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's electric to watch. And another great ball winner. 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 can finish both feet. You know, I thought he had a very very good game, Shane Tierney in there. Like he he finished with two points. Um, Duke finished with was it two points as well? One from a free, one from open play. But I'm just actually taking this at the minute. The the equalising point in both games came from the exact same position on the field. Yeah. Stephen Jordan coming up and, you know, what a moment to step he's got, up. He's got, did he score three points three from points back? from open play. Like, if if Lavi go on and win the championship, I think that he's in player of the year territory. Because he had a couple of brilliant games. Yeah. He was brilliant against Kiligary as well. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently there as an option all the time and full of energy, full of running all the time. But executing the kicks so well. You yeah. know, that was, again, like Keane Madden's point, tight angle, right foot, difficult one to take on you had to be confident you know you had to be sure you were going to take it and it was it was nail it or you're out yeah. and he nailed it like what balls oh, un- what unreal. balls yeah, unreal I have to say um, I thought Lavi got their matchups pretty spot on like for a team going in as underdogs I thought Danny Cusick did a good job on Mackey like Ma- Mackey did well too he influenced the game at times very well and won a lot of breaks off kickouts. but so did Cusick yeah I thought C- Cusick Cusick's had a great kicking game. actually was very good coming out of defence yeah like if I'm being honest I think Cusick won the battle yeah with Mackey I know Mackey scored one point a brilliant one cutting in on the onto his left foot in the first half but I, I think overall Danny Cusick had the better key in Mackey he's a which, good man which is marker. the first time I think I've ever said that in club football yeah he's a good man marker like and he's He's tough, he's dogged, he'll stick to his task. Like I know Mickey Hannon picked him out before he coached him in school and said that he thinks he's the makers of a Cavan senior player um, because he's just got a, such a good attitude. But another big talking point from this game, Damien, and we shouldn't we shouldn't be criticising Castoran because there's two teams in it and, and Castoran did play great football at times as well. Um, like Rona Flanagan, I thought, won a great ball, kicked a couple of mighty points. Paul Smith came up and kicked a great point. Fergie Riley mm. kicked a great point. Um but what I I did think in the last couple of minutes when they went two point, points up, they went back to their old failing. They sat back and brought everyone back and invited Lavi onto them, and it, it just seemed like an, it's inevitable that Lavi are going to get a couple of chances here because Casran are sitting well, back asking them on. Yeah, and and like I said on commentary, the um, Kevin Kevin McDonald deserves huge praise and the, and the Lavi management team because they scored three points. Um, from situations where Casaran had, had good numbers back where they worked the ball they continued to keep the ball in, in crowded areas working the ball left and right until they found a gap once they found a gap then they penetrated and got the score and they got three points and that, that was something that was worked on on the training field you don't just come out and do that for the first time in a championship semi-final so I thought that, that was very good what I thought was very bad was Castleran retreating back, doing the same thing that they'd done that has failed them year in, year out in county finals. And they they go on retreating back in. You're two points up. What's got you to the position you're two points up? It's not retreating, it's attacking. And like it, it's it's clear at this stage that Castleran played their best football on the front foot. Yes. They're like they're an attacking team, they're full of runners, they're full of pace. That's the that's the way they play their best stuff. And I spoke with somebody after the game who would be involved in, in, in the team. It wasn't it wasn't an instruction from the line. This is player led. So the players that are leading this situation have to start to realise, you know, you're 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 born in the milk every time. Turn down the heat, you're gonna you, you gotta change something. You've lost county finals because you get in a winning position and then you retreat. Like when are you going to realise that 
this this doesn't work. This isn't your best asset. Your best asset is your forward line that has Ushin O'Connell and Carol Cosgrove sitting on the bench because your forwards are so bloody good. Yeah. Why would you continue to bring them forwards further away from goal? I just Ronan Flanagan playing so well in the full forward line. I know he came back up and kicked the point from coming from deep, but why is Ronan Flanagan going back into the full back line to sweep? He intercepted one ball. One ball when he went back in there and yet Lavi outscored him at that point. You know, from from, from when Castle retreated, Lavi outscored him. Here's a question for you, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. How good is that Castellan forward line? What county standard forwards are, are in there? Scoring forwards, I'm talking about. Okay, Mackey. Um, but, you know, how good is that Castle forward line? Where does it rank in the four forward lines that are remaining? If you were going out with a team, who which forward line out of the four would you be most worried about? Like, in terms of a score and threat, and the, and the way they can link up together, like, well, Lavi are probably, are probably as good. They, Lavi know, know where they want the ball to go, they know who they want to get the ball to, like who, who's who's I, the main scoring threat in that cast? I, I, I know the point you're making. I know the point you're making, and and, and I I can agree with you. And definitely looking at the the scorers, four of the four of the starting forwards all scored from open play for Castle Rahan. Um So, but I think it's a more evenly balanced forward line than any of the ones that are left. I think that there's just there may be the stars in the other ones that are a bit above. You know, like your your Shane Tierney obviously stands out for Lavi with with Carl Duke ball winning. Carl Duke wouldn't be known for his scoring, but Kia Mackey can score for you on his day. Brian Ennis can score on his day. McSweeney can score on his day. Sean Brady can score on his day. You know, they they, they all there's there's no surprise if any one of them score three, four, five points. There's not a big surprise in it for me. Yeah. So it's it's not that. It's not that there's always one person who continually pops up with these scores. I think that they, they share the weight evenly. That's why I think that they're a really good forward line. Yeah, possibly. I, I just I just am not 100% convinced uh, at the minute on their forward line. Like, what did they score yesterday? 11 points? Was it 12 um, points? Yeah, 12. 12 points. Like, you know, I'm... That's not tearing up any trees there. Like Mackey got a point, Rowan Flanagan got a couple of points, Sean Brady got a point, Shane Riley got a point, two points. Like there's no there's no one stepping up there and getting you one three or whatever. Really, really hitting form and terrorizing defenses. You know, it's it's all kind of as you say, it's a combined effort. I don't really know what point I'm trying to make, but there's no there's no one player there. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, who it would strike fear into a defender the way we say Shane Tierney can do it or Shane Pearson as they can do it or. Or whatever, and I think that's something similar to what Crushlaw have. Although Crushlaw have that player, but they're not playing him there, and that's McVitie. But uh, you know, yeah. someone needs. To I know, I know the point you're making. I still think though, like Ocean O'Connell now is a man that, if I was a defender, I'd be I'd be wary marking him because he's got pace and he can skin you and he he, he can do that. Like whereas, you know, he's not. They're not playing him. Mm. I I still I still think the main point about Castle Rahan is. They're best when they're on the front foot. Yeah. They're, when they're driving forward, when they're attacking, they're. And I was thinking about this on the way down the road, and I, I, I was kind of just thinking to myself, while in some aspects of their game you could say that they're ruthless, you can't say that they're that they're a ruthless bunch or that they're a ruthless team. You know, they're they're almost like a nice team that don't want to beat you by fifteen points. You know the way if Calvin Gale's got three ahead of you. 
Oh, you could find within 10 minutes they're 15 ahead of you because yeah. they'll just go right we have you now we're well, I, I, think that, I don't think that's an, an attitude thing Damien I think that's a personnel thing I don't think they have uh, Katsran have the personnel who who can they don't have players there who can score 1-7 like the Gales have Martin Dunn can do it Paul O'Connor can get you 3 goals um, Andy Graham gets you a couple of I goals don't know. Well, I still think that they, they turned around from where they were 5-2 uh, down hit 3 points in a row Kem, Kem got in front got then fell behind but got, got themselves into winning positions by going forward it's, it's like I, I was thinking last night about an analogy for it it's like a boxer he gets you on the ropes. He has you punch drunk that you're ready for just one more big knockout. Just go at him. Just really finish him off. And you step back and you go, no, no, I'll go to my corner. I'll let him come at me. That's, that's what, that's what Castellan are doing on the football field. They're literally going in. They'll punch you. They'll, they'll, they'll get you to the point that you're dizzy. And then they'll give you a breather. They'll come back into the defence. They'll retreat away from you. You don't, you don't retreat away from that situation. You go for the jugular. You know, and and they're not doing it, and they haven't well, I, done I, it. I think I think it's the, I think it's the personnel. I think it's the personnel. Like, if you think think about it, they don't have a knockout punch there. If we're going to use that analogy again, in in the full forward line, they don't. I don't need to have a player who'll kill you on his own. But but so they're 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 dependent on a, on a, like it's such a combined effort and scores coming from everywhere. But they've probably lost their top scorer now, Ocean Karen. Like that's. Like that's that a huge a blow. Loss. Like, like what did they put up against Kingscourt the last day? I, I wasn't it, it was low scoring yeah, as well. I'll check it out now. But you know, that's that's uh, since they've lost Ushi now. Like they only scored twelve points yesterday, and I'll check what they scored against Kingscourt. But it was pretty low as well. Yeah, yeah. Like to to play to play devil's advocate and and, and kind of give the counter argument to my my argument why Castellan should continue to go forward. Maybe. Some of the Castellano players were looking and going, hold on a second, there's an awful amount of space in our back line and Krushala or, or um, sorry, Lavi are running through us. The space is suiting Lavi. So we'll go back in and crowd that up and, and, and seal it out. But, you know, you're, you're obviously going to concede more when you, when you come out and play and go on the front foot. But, I think attacking football, I think when, when Castellan are going forward, they'll score more than the opposition. It was like Barcelona in soccer years ago, and probably still, right, you can score five, we'll score six. It, it was always that we're going to try to score, we're going to continue to try to score, whereas I think Castellan tried to defend, and I, I think they'd be better off just continuing on the front foot. But, you know, it has to be said though, and again, reiterating the point on, on Lavi and how they had worked. When when the opportunity came, two points down, you know, I think for the last I'm just gonna take out my notes because the last score that, that, that Castle Rahan got was in the nineteenth minute of the second half. There was thirty three minutes played in total. So for for all of uh, fourteen minutes, Castle Rahan didn't really impact the the defensive end of Lavi's game. Lavi in that time missed three frees and when Shane Tierney, Chris Conroy missed the two ones wide out on the wing. There was a certain amount of, oh gosh, the, the chances are going to go here. Now, there were difficult frees. The, one that, the last one that Chris missed was scorable for me, and, and, and I would have expected him to score it, um, considering how well he'd been striking the ball earlier on in the game. But when those three frees were missed, I wrote it down to me on my notes, because I was saying, that's going to be crucial. They're down by two points, and they've missed three frees in a row here. 
I didn't think that they'd come back at it, but they did because Castellan gave them the ball. They allowed them to hold the ball, allowed them to 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 work the opportunity. And I think that that is the mistake that Castellan have made in that semi final. That's not to take away from the credit that Lavi deserved from taking the chances that came. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, we we, we can't be too. We have, first of all, we we have to say because anyone from Castellan listens to this is going to be saying that that, that pair of bollocks is now running the stern. But uh, we're holding them to a high standard because they're the favourites for the championship, and we know how good they are. Yeah, and we are holding them to the highest standard. Like, and personally, I'd love to see Castellan win the championship. I think I think that the, like there's no such thing as deserving to win, but if any team does, it's them because yeah, they, like they've they've really have contributed so much to the championship. And in the I last think few that's years. I think that's why I'm I'm I maybe I maybe sounding like I'm coming across passionate about it, and I think I am. I like I coached Kian Mackey and, and Ronan Flanagan at underage at under sixteen for Cavan, and I I love them boys. They're, they're great lads, and they deserve a championship, and that's why. I'd I'd be so disappointed if them two lads finished their career and not have a senior championship medal because they deserve it. They yeah. really do. And well, we have to say something. Well, just quickly, I found these results. So this is what Catherine have been scoring before the knockout stages: two fourteen they got against Goodhill, uh, one twelve against Cavan Gales in poor conditions up in Lavi that evening. Um, next time out they got two sixteen against Rammer up in Cross Keys, which was great scoring. Uh, next game then okay they were beaten but they, they scored 18 points against Balanya they got 12 against Kingscourt and 12 against Lavi and that's the two games they haven't had Ushin for those two games which is which is probably a factor but we should also say about Lavi we're, giving, we're heaping praise on them here we have to hold Lavi to a certain standard too and there, there has to be some reason you can't get massive praise all the time for drawing games okay they're gutsy and they're very hard to beat but they've got to start winning some of these games too like Lavi drew three games in the championship last year yeah. Um, and they've drawn what, four, ga- three games in the championship this year. Yeah. yeah, like you know, surely they could have won some of those. Like it's getting to be a pattern at this stage. You can come from behind and and come back and okay, that, they got a good draw yesterday because they were behind and they came back and eked it out. But they've got to be winning some of these games. Like Lavi need a signature win now badly. Yeah, like how good are Lavi? You know, you're only as good as watching him beat. What have they beaten? Well, not that much. But who has beaten them? Very little either. So. They're really a team that's that's right on the precipice now. It's it's almost on the it's the it's the tipping point in the scales for Lavi. It is. You know, if if Lavi got and beaten Castle Rahan, they've arrived. They've arrived. And if they don't, they, is there is there a question that maybe they'll fade? That they'll you know they'll they'll, they'll never get there. Yeah, well, like well, although it's a young enough. Team. I know, but it's a wide enough sample of games that you could say, well, look, they they've probably whatever they do this year is probably their max. They probably can say they've maxed out. So, like, it's there for them too. It's there for every team that's in it now. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, you'd have to imagine there's going to be the youngest of the four is probably Krushla. Garna have a lot of young players, but they have a lot of older players too. Mm. There's a there's a split there. Um, Lavi probably have a nice blend. They're probably a lot of them, in, a lot of players in their prime there. Yeah, and then Kasaran probably similar. Like, I have been on the go a good while. Kasaran probably are probably the oldest of the four teams, really. Probably are it, right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll call it this weekend. It's five o'clock in Kings Court. Replay between Castlerahan and Lavi. How do you see it going? Um, I'm going to stick with Castlerahan. Uh, I think that I think that they. I know they've only scored the twelve points in the last two games, but from the start of the year, I felt it was probably their year. I'm going to stick with Castlerahan, but they need to do more and get into the winning position. I just go for it. Just go for it. Yeah, I, I. At some point, I think it's going to sink in with them. 
you know that that look we have to keep going we have to keep going forward we can win we can beat teams on the attack and and I I'm I'm thinking it'll be this weekend I think that they'll the, the two things that they have to do they have to tie up Shane Tierney in a man marking job somebody has to come in and just do that whether it be Fergal Riley and they have to tie up Carl Duke those two players tag them out and you'll you'll cover a lot of bases in beating Lavi I think um, but they need to do it while not impacting their attacking play and that's that's the crucial part of it but I think I, th- I think Castellan I, I have a feeling that those three frees are going to come back to haunt Lavi by the end of the year that they'll say Jesus had we scored one of them three and the two after if, if Castellan missed those frees we'd be calling them chokers so they they didn't. Castellan are still standing. Just to say, the Mayas Lavi are still standing. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm going to give Castellan the nod as well. But again, in a close game, I think. Although, for me, if Castellan decide to go out and, and really, really attack, they could win this game by four or five points. I think they could. But having said that, I don't think Lavi let them let them, you know, get get that far ahead. You just, I don't know. Castellan for me, I think they'll win it. I think they'll win it. But it's a, and and the other point I do want to make, and I hope you know. I hope it goes without saying. We're we're in here to give comment. That's that that's what we're in here to do. And and we don't. It's not personal with anybody. It's it's not. It's not how to offend our character. It's all on football. This is just football commentary on it. And that's what we're we're paid to do. So it's uh, for Castle Rahan. It's not a. It's definitely not a personal thing. In no, well, we're holding them to the highest standards, and and I'm sure that's what they hold themselves to. Because at the end of the day, um, people might be a bit sniffy about Castle Rahan because they haven't won a championship yet. But there's about there's about thirty five or thirty six clubs out there that would kill to be in Castellan's position, exactly, and, and be there contesting county finals. It's like Mayo people. I often joke about Mayo fans. Oh, the heartbreak, and it's so tough on Mayo fans. I'll swap with you any day of the week. Damn right, getting to all Ireland finals. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Um, out for you bright and early on a Monday morning. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our Patreon podcast where we'll be this week previewing the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship final between Mullahorn and Kuhollins. Michael Hannan will join Paul Fitzpatrick in that podcast. I'll be taking a, a sideline for that one. Um, so hope you enjoy it. Have a good week, folks, and... Uh, Keep the football coming, we're loving it. Yes, it was great, yes, it was great, yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinizer, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>